I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today this is a very exciting day on the john and ken show is it yeah we are proud to announce the return of tony villar <laughs> that is fantastic <laughs> as he would say it was announced today by we- governor gavin newsom that california has a new infrastructure czar come on let's go and his name is tony villar <laughs> if you were going to pick somebody to put in charge of, of rebuilding anything? the uh, collapsing decaying, rotting California infrastructure, who among your top 1,000 picks would name Ooh. Tony Villar? I believe in me. <laughs> is a, what is this? An unflattering picture of him in the Sacramento beat from today where he's holding the cell phone to his ear, but he just looks, uh, well, he looks thinner, he, but he just looks a lot older than I remember him. Well, well he hasn't been mayor for nine years. So. He's, no, he's washed up and shriveled. Uh, I didn't see the picture. Does he still have his uh, gray, curly look? Last time I saw it, it looked like a wig. It's definitely grayer. Shame on as gray as that picture we both saw a couple of months ago. But uh, he's like grimacing as he's talking on the phone. Very serious face, like almost angry. 
And he's in front of a construction site Somebody's of, the, of the, the Antioch Water Treatment Plant's Brackish Water Desalination Project. Boy, that's a title. Do you remember? This is one of my favorite Tony Villar era stories. Do you remember when he got into office, he said he was going to fill a million potholes. And he only filled in 52,000 in yes, eight years. told that story 100,000 times. I know, but it, because it shows he's a complete fraud, he's a liar, he's incompetent, and he, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. You're going to put that guy in charge of infrastructure? One of his top aides came in here with the printout to show you all the potholes. They did, remember? Yeah, but... Uh, it was only 52,000. Yeah, it wasn't... Uh... No, it wasn't. He lied. And they thought they could bring a big stack of papers and say, here's the million. Except I said, well, let's, let me see the papers. Let's read it. And it was 52000 So officially, he is the infrastructure advisor for the state of California. <laughs> and this is because, boy, this is a mouthful. The RAISE program, R-A-I-S-E, standing for Rebuilding American Infrastructure with Sustainability. And, John, guess what the E stands for? Equity. Equity. What does oh, that mean? Come on. Did you, did... It, it's coming from Buttigieg. $2.2 billion oh, is coming to California. Another genius. And $120 million goes towards California projects. I'm sorry, the grants are for the whole country. We're going to get $120 million. He was a hack cheating. And Tony Villar will help prioritize and secure funding under that program. He's a hack, womanizing, cheating, preening, celebrity chaser. When he was the mayor, just, you know, flash memory was he was always up on stage with pop stars at concerts with uh, fake awards to give to the stars so he could meet them and then try to hit on them after the show. That, that's, what, that's what he was about. He did, there was nothing built during his eight years. The city crumbled. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's because he's worked at that think tank for the last 10 years, and he's really come up with some great ideas. Yeah, and maybe. The Schwarzenegger think tank at oh, USC. Wasn't I, Tony Villar a part of that at he least was, for a while? He was thinking so hard, there was just like smoke coming out of his ears, huh? Yeah. Last time we talked about him, his marriage had ended, and they were trying to figure out who owes who what. Gee, looking I, good, baby. I wonder looking why his marriage really ended. Yeah, why did his uh, marriage end, do you think? Huh? You want to speculate? What do you think happened there? Where are the women at, guys? Yeah, that's what happened. He's supposed to now be the go-between between government officials here and federal government officials. That's going to be his job with the funding. To figure a, out where the dollars a, can be spent. A go-between. On, on the infrastructure. Well, we're, we're, we're doomed because... He will not be an employee of the state. His position will be funded through a partnership with some nonprofit called California Forward. The city, the city just degraded while he was here. They didn't pay attention to anything. Water mains broke, potholes, roadways, highways crumbled. And yeah. just there, there, there was it was it was all it was like a straight line downhill. Just because he didn't remember, remember when I think the L.A. Times tried to track what he did with his hours and like 88 percent of his hours were not in the office. Pretty much unaccounted for. Nobody knew what he did. He barely was, showed up. I think I was L.A. Weekly. Eh, whatever. The Times wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So it was one of the, <laughs> but but he off papers. He, he kind of I'm not sure it exists anymore. They they uh, proved though yeah. that he wasn't doing anything. It was based on you know his records. Well, he ran for governor. I forgot that against 
Newsom in 2018. Yeah, in the no, primary. Nobody he knows. He lost by a million votes. Can you imagine? A guy who lost to Gavin Newsom. What of a, course, what, that before word? that, he was key in the Obama campaign in 2008, but he wasn't. <laughs> That's when they really thought he was a rising star, and he flopped on the national stage. And Do we have that clip of him... Um, uh, up on stage, no, trying to get the crowd to trying to get the he was trying to get the crowd to that's vote. That's when he did the famous "Come on, yeah." But nobody he, was he announced or, he announced a fake come on, vote. Let's go. Yeah, that was that. And then he announced a fake vote, and everybody started booing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's in there somewhere. Uh, so, uh, it's uh, the way the story is phrased today is because it's just goofy political pundits, but because he was Newsom's adversary in 2018, they've made up since then, and now he's tapped. I just think Tony Villar has nothing to do and probably was no. desperate for some sort of a role where somewhere. No, he's got nothing to do. So this, yeah. is, this is really a, a nothing job. Uh, he's just a go-between. You know, uh, the, the Washington crowd is going to bring the money and the California crowd is going to spend the money and they just need a guy to, I don't know, what is he, is he the secretary? He's going to schedule the meetings. He's going to pick the restaurants. He, He's going to uh, select the wine. I, he has to talk to Pete Buttigieg about the money and then bring the money back <laughs> okay. to California yeah. and talk yeah. about how we're going to spend it. Guess what's included in this? Are you ready? A bit of a bombshell. High-speed rail. <laughs> He will help prioritize and secure funding for various transit system improvements, including the exciting Merced extension of the, as, as the, the Sacramento Bee puts it, the much-debated high-speed rail project. Right. Fantastic. I, I got it listed here that there's $25 million for the high-speed rail authority to spend on the Merced extension. And so those of you who have been waiting all your life for a faster route to Merced— it's coming closer. You don't worry. You got Pete Buttigieg, Tony Villar, and Gavin Newsom. They're at the table on the case, and you're going to be getting to Merced faster than you ever dreamed. He is currently a partner at a consulting firm called Actum LLC. A C T U M. I should look that one up. Actum. Actum. That's <laughs> not act up, but actum. That sounds like a, a bacterial, an antibacterial cream. Uh, they. <laughs> Do you have an embarrassing itch? Use Actum. Yeah, use Actum. <laughs> it will relieve your <laughs> symptoms. Those, those monkeypox sores will go away in minutes. Oh, I with forgot. Actum. The last we talked about him was his divorce, but the last we talked about him before that, there was buzz that he might jump into the recall race last year. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, and, then and the, of course away. the play there was, well, he already ran against Newsom once. Maybe he wants revenge. He'll, he'll run in the recall to replace him. By the way, he hates us. I who? have it on good authority. I know somebody who knows him. <laughs> Absolutely. Who? Tony Villar. Well, I'm sorry you didn't bring this up. Remember the day he denounced us publicly? Oh, yeah. That, oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that made it clear he hates us. <laughs> And Can course, you feel it? But people but, remember we had toilet brushes sent to his uh, office <laughs> because if we clean your toilets and uh, oh he was. But, but I mean in in private. I mean, but do you he, rate him better than Garcetti? Well, yes, you do. Okay, so yeah, I like that. Well, because and, the, the 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 homeless hadn't happened under him. It's true. The city right. had a lot of problems, and, under and, him, but not the homeless and, and the crime. And the crime hadn't happened. 
No, but we but had low crime rates because of the good laws he, we had that he, he inherited. He was more a do nothing mayor. He was more of a, a joke cartoon party boy, right? Yeah. But he didn't do too much destructive, although he did spend way too much money and almost bankrupted the place. I, I would say that's the biggest uh, sin he committed. But but Garcetti has made the place unlivable. You can live with a bankruptcy. You can't you can't live with all the filth and, and crime going going on now. No, in fact, that's... Tony Villar said that I think last year he used that line: "The emperor has no clothes," referring to what the city looks like now yeah. under Garcetti, with the tents. Yeah, I know. And, uh, the encampments everywhere and the filth he, and garbage. He, he was now. I don't. If he had gotten hit during the Prop Forty Seven era, where we started releasing all the crazy people from prison and not prosecuting crimes anymore, it probably would have turned out the same way. You know, he was lucky he uh, that he was mayor when he was mayor. But uh, you know, Gar- otherwise he probably would have gotten buried with all this, just like Garcetti. So it'll probably be a nothing post. We won't really hear much from Tony Barr. No. I was hoping he'd show up today and just speak so we can recall his great style and remember our famous Jingle Bells tune that was made out of his pausing <laughs> and his oh, yeah, that'll be marching back. as he speaks. Uh, 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 uh. That'll be back for the Christmas season. No, it's just that, that I, I know he, he fumes privately about us. Oh, he, he stomps this around. Is new information? Well, within the past year or two, I was talking to somebody who's... Oh, Very familiar with him, yeah. And he, he, he'll mutter about us on his front lawn. I hope he holds us responsible for the fact that he never advanced beyond mayor. Oh, I hope so, too. I hope he's very bitter and angry I mean, towards he us. He flopped on the national stage, and he flopped in a run for governor. There's really... My, my, my goal is to make every politician angry and bitter towards us. <laughs> well, we've got Gray Davis. Gray Davis. <laughs> Probably Schwarzenegger. Oh, uh, Gray Tony Davis. Villar, Garcetti. Yeah, somebody tell me. Yeah, Gray Davis is angry and bitter towards us too. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> we were a big part of that ending that political career. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show KFI. Tomorrow is the return of the Moist Line, so you still have an opportunity to drop a message. That iHeartRadio app we were talking about to kick off the show. Right, it's mm-hmm. known globally. It's known galaxy wide. Uh, you can use the little microphone to talk back to the show. Those messages are heard and some are included. Or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. The announcement that Tony Villar is our new infrastructure czar in the state of California. Yes, Antonio Villaragosa. This is usually the point where I get an email. Why do you call him Tony Villar? I know it sounds funny, but it still happens. Well, it's been a long time. So you you always get new uh, audience uh, cycling in and out. His name is Antonio Villaragosa. That's what I've heard. Mm. Where did you come up with Tony Villar? Who is that? That's his original name. He was born Tony Villar. That's what he was known by as a kid. Villagarosa? He, he, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's an oldie. Yes. Uh, uh, he became Villaragosa uh, because his wife's last name was Rigosa. And after he cheated on her, this is the first wife, uh, as a makeup present... He agreed to merge his name with hers. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that romantic? That was to show unity, but it didn't last. Right. And then he went back and and started cheating some more. Merthala came along. (laughs) That's right. Merthala, the TV anchor. So, uh, but anyway, that's his professional name. And so he kept it. Right. Even though uh, the Rigosa wife is long, long gone. And as many people have had apparently a tough relationship with his father, they were both named 
Antonio or Tony, mm-hmm. but the father kind of disowned him. Yeah, and I also so. think it was there was some uh, pandering to the Hispanic community. That's, oh, that's true. You're yeah, right. Like, be like Beto just, O'Rourke. Or Beto? It, right. Yeah. Bet, yeah. Like instead of being Robert, he's Beto. Because, Beto. you know, there's a big Hispanic population like in Texas. I Texas, know. right. It's, <laughs> I thought he was the first time I heard that. Uh, I heard that name, not seeing his face. I thought he I didn't understand O'Rourke, but I thought, well, maybe somebody got married. But turns out he's completely Irish and a fake. Yeah. There you go. And, so uh, you should change your name to Juan Cobelt. We can maybe you know, access a wider audience. You, 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 got, you got to pay attention to market changes. Yes. That, if that's what it takes. So Newsom today, in addition to uh, announcing Tony Villar, uh, also uh, put out a 16-page document. I mean, tell me if you haven't heard this before. It's about the water supply in California. And what do you know? He wants to boost conversation, conservation, upgrade the water system, uh, there's desalination mentioned in there. It's a very generic kind of document. Um, you know, you know what he he does this. He he tries to uh, jump on an issue that he knows the public is upset about, and he does two things. He has a press release, sometimes a public announcement, and then he announces a commission or a task force or a blue ribbon panel or some such thing. And then the whole thing disappears. And he says things that on the surface everybody would agree with, right? Like he says, you know, we need desalination plants. It's like, yeah, we do, a lot of them. But the one that was close to uh, construction, they were going to start construction on, was the one in Huntington Beach. And the Coastal Commission blew that up uh, a month or two ago. So if he really wanted to build a desalination plant, this thing in Huntington Beach was 20 years in the making. 20 years they've been working on the plant. And he should have fired the Coastal Commission or or, uh, forced them, threatened them to approving this thing. Uh, And he didn't. They're building one in Antioch, which is up in Northern California, that will, I like the term, it will treat brackish water, brackish water. Uh, what is that? Discharge is generally what that is. Bilge. <laughs> I think that that ship bilge. I think that's salty water. Uh, oh, salty water. That, um, and 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 the other thing that's in his stupid uh, press release is um, uh, is start starting to build uh, more storage and being able. Yeah, to we've st- heard that before. Collect the water, store it, and distribute it. Except 2014. We, the stupid voters, passed a $7.5 billion proposition 2014, eight years ago. And it was supposed to build reservoirs. And nothing. Not a single reservoir has even begun after eight years. So this issue was already put up for a public vote eight years ago. We said, okay, $7.5 billion, go to it. Start digging holes. Nothing. So he's in favor of these reservoirs, but he doesn't actually build them. He's been governor now for almost four full years. Nothing. He's in favor of desalination plants, but here he had the Huntington Beach one, 20 years in the making. They voted down. Coastal Commission. Nothing. All right. Well, what are we supposed to do here? Just keep reading your press releases? He's, he's a complete fake. He can just he goes for the headlines. And I, you know, I'm reading these stories today about... His his uh, water plan, and nobody points out the the seven and a half billion dollars that's unspent, or the Huntington Beach plant that was killed. Nobody points it out in the news stories. 
that he doesn't mean what he says. He's just preening, posturing, virtue signaling. Usually when I read stories about these projects, it's like everything else in the state. It's why we don't have any more housing. People complain housing for anybody. Everything gets caught up in red tape, bureaucracy, environmental challenges, environmental rules, and it causes years and but, years and years of delay. And I think the reservoir one was no different. But that's by choice. You choose to have a red tape culture. You choose to have bureaucracy. You oh, choose to have the yeah. rules. Yeah, so that they, they This wouldn't happen in places like Texas no, or Florida. No. You simply say we're going to get rid of all those regulations and the bureaucracy and the red tape. We're actually going to build it the way California used to build things in uh, the 1930s and 40s and 50s. You know, we built a huge public school system in the cities and 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 uh, statewide uh, university system, a state college system. We built the Golden Gate Bridge. We, we, you know, they built the Hoover Dam in Nevada. We used to just build things. Interstate highway system in the 50s and 60s. You know, thousands of miles of roadway. We just did stuff. And, and what did we have in the 2000s? The stupid high-speed rail. Jerry sure. Brown compared that to all those projects you just mentioned. Well, it's going to get built just like all those great projects did, but... There's nothing that, there anymore. That's the thing. The one thing that they actually uh, tr tried to finance and they had plans for, um, nothing. No execution. Just mired in corruption. And that's what it is. It's all these companies and these public officials just stealing the high-speed rail money. And, then, you know, again, nobody in the media wants to tell the truth about that. Uh, uh, sometimes we'll I wonder if uh, the main media in this state takes a cut of it all, too. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, this uh, plan about the water that Newsom put out today later on, on the show with an assemblyman uh, from the Republican side coming up later. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. And well, we had mentioned Beto O'Rourke. We'll play you that audio next hour. He had a bit of a meltdown at one of his campaign appearances. He, of course, wants to be the next governor of the state of Texas. And uh, we were mocking him because his real name is Robert, but yeah. they called him Beto because, you know, he was raised, what, by a Latino nanny or something? Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or was that Bush, just to say that? Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the different pandering stories that all these guys used. Yeah. Well, when you run as a Democrat, you really have to have some cover if you're just another white guy. So you have to come up with whatever you can. <laughs> Except if, if you look in Congress, most of them still are uh, old white guys. Look at how Garcetti torches himself to tell people, I'm Mexican and I'm Jewish and I'm... <laughs> yeah, he's everything. Yeah, his name sounds very Italian, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, one quick update. Uh, according to the tabloids, well, this would be the Daily Mail, Anne Heche is near death. Uh, the actress, of course, has been reported to be in a coma, but one of her close friends tells the Daily Mail she cannot breathe on her own. In fact, her lungs are pretty shot from the smoke and flame inhalation after her car burst into flames when she crashed. Uh, last Friday uh, in, in the West L.A. area. They also reported that uh, she had not been drinking alcohol despite a vodka bottle in the cup holder, but it looks like they have found cocaine and fentanyl wow. in her system. That could have been the culprit. That's heavy stuff. Acting loopy. And she was going to wash it down with vodka on the way home? I guess she never, they don't think she drank the vodka. She never got to it? doesn't say whether the bottle was full or empty or what. It could have been from a like, week ago just sitting there in her car. Yeah, who drives around with a vodka bottle next to you? 
It's a reminder. With cocaine or, and fentanyl. Or people that aren't very good at cleaning up and don't care. They just leave everything right. in their car. You used to do that. I always loved to take I people. never had vodka bottles uh, tossed around. No, but you had like hamburger bags all over. Hamburger your, bags, yeah. All of your garbage from not, like you used to go to drive throughs not, and munch down a hamburger not and vodka, the bag. Not cocaine, not fentanyl. I was not saying that. I was just saying right. there were people just, that don't clean you up. You tried their to cars. make some kind of tenuous connection. If people made that connection, I wink. But uh, <laughs> I didn't purposely say that. I was trying to just make the point that you didn't I always see. clean up after yourself no, when you're I, driving around your car. I don't have to live up to anybody's standards to uh, criticize uh, Anne Hayes smashing into a. Yeah. Uh, the friend house. said that she's in terrible condition. The smoke inhalation is life threatening. It'll be a miracle if she recovers and comes out of the coma. Well, if she does, if she does, though, they have a couple of situations here, including the uh, cocaine and the fact that she uh, injured. Apparently, the woman whose home was destroyed when she crashed into it. Her name is yeah. Lynn Michelle, and uh, she had some sort of injuries, but we don't know the details of what this woman's injuries are. But that is another chapter in the possibility of felony charges against um, Anne Hayes. And a story I thought was a little bizarre. Apparently, to, look at that. the LA County DA's office sent people along with the Pomona Police Department. It's like a big story. You know what they did? They rounded up a bunch of people who were, oh no, operating what appeared to be an illegal casino in Pomona. There's a picture of how they, they lined them up outside the building. I guess 40 people were detained, there were guns. Large amounts of money. Was Ray there? Yeah, I know. Pomona. They apparently had <laughs> that a sounds like a Ray of, hangout. A bunch of uh, gaming tables were set up. Eight different casino tables were set up in whatever this building was. And uh, the people were just, and, just and, going on all the time. And who, really did, who did the rounding? Was this the county? No, Pomona Police Department. Pomona along, Police? But along with units from the L.A. County DA's office. I okay. see. All right. So George Gascon did send some people there to help. Uh, they served a search warrant, and indeed they found what appears to be an illegal casino in this well, building in Pomona. Boy, that, that's one of the great threats, isn't it? Uh, yeah. People gambling. <laughs> I mean, <they're, coughs> they, but soon they will have legalized just about every form of gambling possible, so why, why are they bothering? Just because oh, yeah. these guys weren't paying, I guess, taxes to the state, right? I guess that's it. You're I mean, right. God, how many, how many, how many casinos, and then we're going to have online betting soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what, why. I'm they're... a yes on Prop 27. Me oh, too. Sure. You know, yeah, yes. let let yes. everybody yes. blow their money. It's great. But you have to think of the greater percentage. Of oh no, I'm all who for will it. not blow their money, but would enjoy betting every now and then. Why not? Sure. I'm not going to have to be shut down because a few people become addicted and they're idiots. No, I don't care. That's their problem. Oh, I know you don't care. You won't I don't bet anything. No. I just it just doesn't do anything. For Have me. you ever placed a bet on anything in your life? Oh, sure, little things, you know, at parties and stuff. You know the, the oh the pools, the checkerboard at a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, right. I won twenty dollars in a slot machine once. Oh, you did put something into it because we worked in Atlantic City. I don't recall you ever. I I went to Atlantic City before I met you, with a friend oh. of mine, and uh, yeah, I won twenty dollars and I just walked away. Yeah, because when we worked there, the only time we went there as a group, I think we just drank. We didn't really uh, correct. spend any. 
<laughs> Remember, we toured like all the casinos we could. We just drank all night. That's right. It was like a drink at every casino or but something like that. Cheaper than losing all your money at the slot machines. <laughs> well, yeah, because I had to save my money to buy the drinks. Yeah, we didn't make any money. It's either you know, one or the other. That's the radio station that gave us Burger King coupons as part of our... <laughs> Yes, we once cents off on a Whopper. Go have fun. We once got paid in Burger King coupons. Well, it was well, it was no, it was sort of a we got. It didn't no. replace our payment. It was sort of like a little because you were saying, "Oh man, we don't make any money, and we ought to get a raise." But he gave us a couple. No, of I people. tried to see because sometimes you know back then they used to have uh, what they called trade outs, right, with restaurants where That's restaurants right. yes. would advertise, and instead of paying cash for the ads, they would give you like a food budget, right, a, a tab. And right. I mentioned that, and I got a bunch of Burger King coupons in return. Oh, I forgot that you yeah. had mentioned that. Yeah, that, that, was my, that was my sharp negotiating skills. Well, I remembered us going in there because we were really, I don't know how many months into the job we were, but we were, this wasn't enough money, and we were just like, no, really was wasn't. and I thought the response was, oh, here you go, have yourself a, a dollar <laughs> off a Whopper. <laughs> or maybe back then, it was only That's 10 a, cents. Have a cheap Whopper. Whopper. Yeah. Uh, yesterday during this hour, we learned from speaking of the L.A. County D.A. George Gascon that they had arrested a man for shooting that off-duty Monterey Park police officer to death in a parking lot in Downey. The officer's name was Gardiel Solario, and the gunman, Carlos Daniel Del Cid, is his name. And we continue to pick up information about his background as we said, he's been arrested at least three times on felony charges in the last eight months. Now, when you read that, your jaw just drops. Three times, felony charges, the last eight months, yet he was free to kill this police officer. I, I'm on... He was arrested on December 8th, released the next day. He was arrested January 20th, released four days later. On February 10th, he was arrested and charged on five counts, convicted on two for domestic violence against his girlfriend and burglary, he was sentenced March 10th to 180 days in jail, four years of probation, but was released the next day. So he never served the sentence in jail. because I couldn't figure out if this is time served because he only got 180 days and maybe he'd already done some time and they just said, ah, all right, we'll mark the rest off. I don't, no, I, don't I think they just let him go because that, that's, been the, uh, that's been the policy in L.A. County Jail. Yeah, especially it's, with COVID. Because you really can ramped up. To go to a county jail, you can only get... Uh, six month sentences right and then from what i read is you were going to be released the next day and they've been doing this for several years right so so he never got that sentence even though he was convicted of a felony he was given a misdemeanor sentence and then didn't serve it and, I, and a then, lot of it and i think is because he, he he pled this out so i think there was other charges that they would have added to this but when you make a plea deal and they'll do anything to make a plea deal well this is again this, we don't want people in the jails and prisons so but, but, but try he, to see what you can work he out he was repeatedly hurting people and he's only 20 and now he killed a cop does that matter to anybody in 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 government in the da's office does that matter what they're doing because we do have now four dead cops because of uh, gascon's nonsense and, and, and these plea deals and these judge uh, judges' decisions. Are, are, do any of these people care about the dead cops or the dead anybody? Cops aren't the only one being was killed. The domestic them. violence against his girlfriend included the use of a knife, but because of Gascon's policies, that enhancement was not added. So that probably made the plea deal even lesser, where it came out 180 days in jail. Was that a and major he, part? I didn't see any TV news last night. Was that a major part of anybody's TV story last night? 
I didn't see any TV news either. I'm reading Channel 7's story on it right now. Well, Maybe they put that on their TV story. I don't know. It's on their printed website. Usually it's the same. They just take the reporter's script and they they do put it online. And I think Fox 11 and Fox News led the way with giving this guy's uh, background. Yeah. Yeah, they usually do. Yeah. But, All right, uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Kent, KFI. All right, a candidate for governor blows up. We'll play you the audio coming up right after the news at 3 o'clock. And we'll talk about the whole FBI raid slash search on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. The attorney general made an appearance before the media today to put his two cents into that. And eventually, I guess, they're going to unseal the warrant so we can find out what they were looking for and maybe what they found. So we'll talk about all this. Coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, now we have a nominee for Teacher of the Year. How about that on the John and Ken Show? It's a middle school teacher in Tennessee. A Greenbrier middle school teacher, John Nolan Keithley, apparently has been, and I remember some stories out here in California, but this one uh, may be above all that. He has been accused of sexual misconduct. He has been arrested, five counts, solicitation of a minor, and indecent exposure. The claim is that on separate occasions, he exposed himself in the boys' bathroom. (laughs) And then another time, he pleasured himself in the classroom. Oh, no. Wow. Didn't didn't anybody start screaming at him? Uh, Why these incidents were just mentioned... The teacher was accused of pleasuring himself in the middle school boys' bathrooms and intentionally exposing himself while pleasuring himself on school property when students were present. The incidents allegedly took place between March 1st and May 4th. How does, how does it get beyond one incident? Is my point. <laughs> were the kids not sure what they saw? They were too frightened to say anything? He gets I to do it again? Be, I would not. Would you be frightened if one of your teachers like dropped his pants and started... Uh, Flailing away. I, you just start screaming at him or laughing. It's like, get out of here. You're disgusting. Out. And you wouldn't, wouldn't you tell somebody? Well, yeah, I'd run down the hall and, and, and uh, you'd tell whoever, whoever's Ouch. there. It's like, uh, there's a crazy guy pleasuring himself in the, in the classroom. That's, I would do that. Uh, get, get his, get his uh, ass out of there and, uh, immediately. Uh, the, the grand jury indictment refers to it oh. as self stimulation. It's another term you can use besides pleasuring yourself. <laughs> engaged in self-stimulation. Yes, it's, uh, oh, uh, it, it also alleges that he engaged in uh, self-stimulation in one of the boys' bathrooms during school hours and that uh, he was apparently engaging in the sexual behavior for the purpose of having a minor child view the activity. Oh, so he was... That's yeah, well, he yeah he wants to be watched. Yeah, people. some people just have that... Uh, some. He does not, John, have a molestache or a beard. No. No, there's a picture of his fat head in the story, and uh, I'll just describe him as having a fat head. But um, he's got a blank stare. But, but no weird facial hair. He's completely... That is really unusual. So many of these guys have weird facial hair, and I'm convinced it's how they signal to each other that I'm, I'm in your group. Oh, I'm, you think so? I'm one of those, yeah. Because it's the same mustache. It's just too common among the, among the molester crowd. Well, that could be. It's usually really thin and and, and very, very well-groomed. Yeah. The uh, Daily Mail has an exclusive on the big story from last week. The traveling nurse who smashed her car 
into a bunch of cars at an intersection in the Windsor Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles, causing a horrific crash that led to cars exploding on fire. Five people dead. This is Nicole Linton. And uh, the Daily Mail is known to have their sources because uh, they probably pay them, is what we believe. That's how you get the real news. Right. Because some people, especially when they're involved in these kind of stories, won't talk unless you can coerce them. Uh, Supposedly, uh, before she worked as a traveling nurse, she worked in a strip club as a waitress. And apparently her friends say that she had a history of threatening to kill herself following really bad breakups, Mm. which is almost what that crash looked like. Like Anne Heche, it looked like an attempt just to kill yourself, just go out in a blaze. Why would you want to take out a bunch of cars with you is really sick, but that's kind of what it looked like. When you're driving 90 miles per hour and so far they don't think she was drinking, she was just so emotionally upset, she just said, ah, I'm not stopping. Gee, and I wonder why guys kept breaking up with her. I, I, well, I just can't imagine. Seems like One guy was... didn't break up with her. He died. Her life allegedly unraveled after a man by the name of Jermaine Mason, who was an Olympic silver medalist she planned to marry, was killed in a 2017 motorcycle crash. This is what the friend is telling the Daily Mail. When I saw what happened in L.A., the first thing that went through my mind was that she had argued with her boyfriend and was drunk and trying to commit suicide. That's what someone else said. But she had threatened to do this before. I thought maybe this time she had gone through with it. So it could be that this boyfriend died in 2017 and then the latest boyfriend was breaking up with her and she apparently has that well, kind of reaction every time well, she yeah, loses a why, relationship. But she why gets do crazy. They, they want to break up with her because she's crazy in between two. She's not just crazy on breakup day. Oh, the, the, the crazy exactly leads right. to the breakup. Yes. I mean, there's only so many days you can put up with it. There are some people that just cling on to you to the fact that you know. Well, yeah, and they're, but but I mean, they're, they're, they they're, don't really understand what a normal relationship is like. They become obsessive and possessive. No, and they they they're angry and they got temper tantrums and this and that. And it's like I, you know, at some points I got enough. Can't wake up every day to this. Stop it. So I don't know when the day will come when we'll hear the full story. But we told you yesterday that her attorneys are already saying she's got a profound history of mental illness, which yeah. I'm taking now to mean possible suicide thoughts. Yeah, well, just uh, put her away for uh, for about 50 years. How about that? Mm. I don't care if she's got mental illness or what. It doesn't matter. Should it be on death row for this? Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, have should, such a thing, this, really. But This should be treated like a, uh, like a serial killer, like a mass murderer. I mean, what's the difference between this and using an AR-15? You get, you get the same result. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, should be the death penalty. And I don't want to hear your problems. Jeez. Everybody has breakups in their life. <laughs> You're the one who ran in and killed six people. So, Yeah, the friend says when the man she thought she was going to marry died of the motorcycle accident, she was different. She really loved that guy. She said they'd spoken about marriage. I don't think she's ever gotten over that. I wondered when I saw what happened if she was trying to take her life the way her ex lost his. Because as I said, he was killed in a motorcycle crash she won a medal in the high jump at the 2008 games in beijing china but um but apparently the man was in a relationship at the time of his death with another woman named sherry d barker who had two of his children oh so part oh, of me the, also wonders the boyfriend? If this woman, yeah well part of me wonders if this linton thought that he was her boyfriend but you know because she becomes obsessive <laughs> maybe that may not have been true maybe delusional yeah Barker was three months pregnant with the man's child at the oh. time of his death. So, well, so yeah, 
Oh, she's all messed up. She's really messed up. He either either was was uh, dating both women at the same time, or she was delusional, or she wasn't even a date, right? Yeah, right. Or yeah, that's right. Yeah. There are some women that imagine that they're your boyfriend; they're going to marry you, and then that's sure. Close. All yeah. right, we got more coming up. John and Ken showed. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.